to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And today we have a, a Tractionville favorite coming back to us. It's the, it's the gentleman from the South, otherwise known as Ken the Hurricane DeWitt. Ken, welcome back to Tractionville. Good morning, guys. Really good to be with you today. Well, Ken, uh, you know, we're living in crazy times right now, and you have been busy creating some really incredible tools that can help uh, business owners uh, during this pandemic crisis. And that's yeah. why we're here today. Uh, and so let's let's dive right in and tell us what you're working on. Well, um, you know, of course, I've been an EOS implementer for eight years uh, and, and love it. And that's my life's calling. But part of the um, thing that we're doing during this um, these times is is thinking back over our life skills and wondering how do we reinvent ourselves? How do we uh, recall some of those that we need? And I came across the idea that, you know, right before I was an implementer, I was a turnaround management professional, meaning a practicing turnaround professional. I took broken companies and tried to help keep them alive and, and return to recovery. And uh, truthfully, I've done that since about age 24 when I had a CPA firm. Mm. Um, so in the last 10 years, I've, I've not done much of that, but frankly, we're in a recession. We could be in a recession as big as the great recession of 10 years ago and possibly larger. So in helping my clients get ready for this, I, I went back to my turnaround days and I said, what, what do we have to do to make a, a, a threatened company healthy? And I came up with, with my best tools out of that toolbox. And I want to share them with you here today. That's great. Thank you. Let's, let's, let's jump in. What's the first tool that our listeners are, are going to learn about? Well, the first thing we're going to do is um, I've got a simple nine-step checklist out there on my blog, dewittllc.com forward slash blog, and you'll see it, an EOS company's guide to surviving coronavirus. So I've condensed my, my thinking uh, into nine steps that companies really need to be taking right now. And uh, we'll make a, not only will that particular webpage always be there and you guys can print it, but we will make available after this, uh, after this podcast broadcast that uh, a PDF. So I'm going to go through the PDF very quickly as I would if I were introducing it to a, a, a client, which I've done, you know, a dozen times. Okay. So besides the initial thing, I do want to point out in the initial introduction to this blog, there's a video and it's even linked in the PDF, but you should go there. And I just want to show you, I'm not going to play it, but everybody knows Jim Stockdale. Um, I mean, uh, Jim Collins uh, and Admiral James Stockdale called the Stockdale Paradox. If you don't, this is something I literally watch every morning to get my mind right. And so in that uh, two and a half minute clip there that I'm showing you, uh, and I'm not going to play it, but you can find it. You can go on to YouTube, uh, Jim Collins, Stockdale Paradox, and you'll find it right off. But I listened to that, and that's where he explains the mindset that you need to have in tough times that maybe you haven't faced before. So uh, I urge you to watch that. I watch it every morning. In a nutshell, he says, look, there's a paradox of survivors. They think differently. They're not just optimists. They say, 
to themselves. I am going to get through this. I am never going to lose the resolve that I'm going to get through this. While at the same time, without wavering in that, they confront the brutal realities or the brutal facts of their current circumstance. And that's what we're going to talk about in the in the nine steps is confronting the brutal realities and saying, what have we got to do to survive? Mm-hmm. Denial is not an option. Optimists tend to either get slaughtered in, in recessions because they don't take actions fast enough or they're in denial and they kind of die of a broken heart, as Jim Collins says. Mm-hmm. So let's go through them one by one just briefly. I call it my do it now recession planning checklist. and. So first thing to remember about me, Chris, is I'm a plan for the worst, hope for the best kind of person. I'm optimistic. But preparation for bad situations brings calm in the situation. Dealing with a bad situation without preparing tends to increase anxiety. So we have got to stay focused, completely disciplined as as a leader Mm -hmm. and as a leadership team. You know, don't throw out the playbook. You can see the funny cartoon there. So secondly, our leadership team has to make this a weekly, if not daily discussion. What's our contingency plan if this happens, if it gets worse? Let's do scenario planning. Some of you already have a scenario playing out where 20, 30, 50 or more percent of your revenue is now gone. So you you still have to think through from wherever you are today. Some companies are exploding with growth and uh, they still need to do scenario planning because they could face inventory uh, shortages, supply shortages, further shutdowns, any sort of thing. So nobody's immune to this. Some very few are, are, are still going as, as if normal and better than normal. A great majority have to just sit down and say, As a leadership team, let's get through this. So weekly, if not daily, scenario planning. And here's an important step. Let's be leaders that our company, our family, and our community needs. A story came up with a client, and uh, they said, well, I'm not worried. I'm in good shape. I said, well, that may be true. Your people are worried. Your employees are worried, your vendors are worried, your suppliers are worried, and let's just use the example of your people. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, I, when I was hurricane, uh, the psychologist who helped diagnose me said, Ken, you got to remember you're on stage 100% of the time. I said, what do you mean? He said, if, if you come in without greeting people with that frown on your face, People will make up a story as to why it is. If you walk to the water cooler quicker than normal or you didn't you don't say good morning, people are going to absolutely figure out, uh oh, something's up, probably gonna rain down on me next. And that may not be true at all. So you have to remember you're on stage. So I wrote a memo to visionaries and integrators on how to be a leader in a crisis. And it's chock full of additional how to lead in a crisis link. So whenever I write something, I like to give further reading. Okay, this is what everybody's doing right now, step four. How much can you really do to help your employees through this crisis? Obviously, we're all, as of today, we're all trying to absorb these 
new federal relief bills and loans that may not have to be repaid and so forth. But I caution you, this could go on longer. We might not get out by Easter. We're certainly not at this point. We, we might not get out by Memorial Day. So you have to think, let me work through those and, and let me understand my bottom line. A good friend of mine, uh, Lonnie Strickland, teaches at the University of Alabama. He said, can have, have a limit on everything you're willing to do. Because if you don't, then that limit keeps getting pushed back to the point where you do further damage to yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's critical that we, we think now. And the tool to do that, if you're an EOS company, it's called your accountability chart. It's, for those who are not, it's an organization chart that's kind of on steroids. It has roles and responsibilities in it. But we did an accountability chart for every company as they were rapidly growing. And we'd say, what do you need in the next 12 months, six to 12 months based on this growth? Well, a reverse accountability chart or an alternate accountability chart says, what do you need if you're 20, 30, 40, 50% down in revenue? And so you've got the tool right in front of you there <laughs> to decide who's needed. You have the people analyzer, so you know right people, right seats. And you got to hold on to those right people, right seats and, and use the accountability chart and your people analyzer to decide if it gets worse, what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. Today's podcast is sponsored by Tractionville. I'm your host, Chris White. And along with my co-host, Ben Miller, we'd like to thank our listeners and sponsors for helping and supporting this podcast. Please like, share, and leave your comments and help us continue to build the EOS community worldwide. Okay. So now comes the, the, if that's not enough work, we've got to get really good at predicting. Remember the five key leadership abilities. One of them was to predict. So in a normal time, companies with good cash balances don't have to really get good at weekly cash forecasting. These are not normal times. So we, EOS companies, we think in 90-day periods, 13 weeks at a time, and our scorecards are 13 weeks trailing. Well, your cash flow forecasting is the simple, single most critical tool right now along with a few others that that you absolutely have to get good at. I'm actually going to show you one. There's downloadable tools. We'll have one you can download, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll put all your resources in the show notes, so make it super easy for people to link to them. And I'll I'll get those to you shortly. They've been updated. Um, Update them every day as I work on them. So we have to learn how to do cash flow forecasting. So I've prepared this little primer on it that I I last did in 2011 when I was a turnaround guy. Cash is king. A couple of important things to to note on here. Make the forecast and and approximately right as good, slow, and perfect as unacceptable. This is predicting. It's not going to be audited except every week you're going to change it. So there's this little instruction and you can find more instructions online on how to do the cash flow forecasting. So what am I talking about? Here's my working model that you'll be able to download. Um, this is 13 weeks at a glance, 12 to 13 weeks. 
and you see you try to put the week ending date on it and you simply first thing you have to realize is visionaries integrators you can do this you do not have to be an accountant to do cash flow forecasting because there's no accrual you know no it's it's inflows and outflows and and so what we've got to do is forecast what we think we're going to get based on our our future weekly revenue when we have to pay payroll when we have to pay vendors for example this particular one uh, Alec, uh, charges on American Express or a credit card and then pays them down and when we have to pay everybody else so the point is at the end of every week you'll know if your cash balance is growing shrinking and when am I going to be in trouble in this case this company is going to be in trouble of the week of May the 8th so when you see quote unquote red ink you have to say well what can I change maybe I maybe I don't pay 115,000 to my vendors maybe I pay uh, whatever the difference it takes I pay 70 or 75 or something so the cash flow chart has some graphs in it that can help you see uh, I've got a minimum balance there so that's the that's the cash flow but here's a kind of a bonus tool in the cash flow statement going back if you will to my um, my turnaround days you have to think of your company's balance sheet and your personal net worth statement and again there's a template here to give you a start on it uh, this is not in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles hey whatever numbers you put in there and then what do you think you could really get for them in a pinch for example you should be able to get all your cash obviously but you won't get all your accounts receivable or all your inventory in a pinch and certainly not for your equipment so those this sort of thinks about it in if I have to liquidate part of my business in order to survive certain liabilities are preferred we call them must pay um, credit secured creditors could be considered strategic partners they're interested in you succeeding and unsecured creditors are everybody else and so back to the cash flow forecasting you have to think about managing your payables and that's actually step seven so here's what we did we think of our payables in terms of a total and then three three columns must pays strategic partners everybody else must pays if you're going to keep employees engaged uh, and, and you can pay them employee pay is a must pay eventually people won't work for you if you don't pay them now certainly that doesn't factor in anything you might have to do such as pay cuts or temporary pay cuts or deferrals or those sort of things but payroll payroll taxes never be late on payroll taxes 10% penalty if you're a day late now you can designate and that's for a, a later discussion you can designate what are called trust fund payroll taxes which survive bankruptcy if you don't pay trust fund payroll tax but let's not go to bankruptcy right now let's just stay with must pays or people you got to pay or they can shut you down pretty quickly oh. strategic partners are vendors that really you're important to and they're important to you many of your suppliers and push comes to shove you're going to be able to say mr supplier i have to take what i owe you this month and pay you one sixth of it 
plus current or some sort of arrangement. A lot of people are going to be saying that to their landlords coming up April 1st if they don't have the cash. But the important thing is strategic partners, you need to negotiate with them so that you can continue to get their services uh, and, and pay them every, everything you can. Everyone else is kind of this brutal category. If we're in survival mode, there are some vendors that, frankly, if, uh, if we had to delay payment on them to survive, we could without big consequence. And that doesn't mean there won't be consequence. It just means survival is, is a, a tough thing. So you got to break your payables down into this sort of thing in order to help make decisions. So far with me, Chris? Yes, sir. All right. Now, here's the thing. You got to watch your accounts receivable because any savvy vendor is going to classify you as must pay, strategic partner, or everybody else. And so, at the very least, you have to watch your, your credit granting to, to new customers because if they are really financially um, troubled, you may want to set a, a lower credit limit that you're willing to risk. If, if they are a strategic partner, you may be wanting to negotiate more credit. So watch your accounts receivable. Think about them. You're on the flip side of the accounts payable equation with your suppliers. Uh, with your customers, I, I mean. Last thing, step nine, watch your scorecards with new diligence. You're going to see all kinds of warning flags on your scorecard. We may have to modify our scorecards for um, a few things. And in the cash flow um, spreadsheet down at the bottom, there's a, a key section for other, other key balances that may be necessary. And if it's in your cash flow scorecard, you might not need it in your EOS scorecard. So that's the nine steps. Um, the, the important thing from here is where do you go next? I mean, if there was a step 10, it's don't be alone. Find out who you really can count on. Who's going to take your call? Are you in a peer group? Your EOS implementer is somebody who will take your call. Uh, with my clients, I'm uh, offering them all the same thing. Uh, I'm, if you've worked with me before and, and we've already established a relationship, I'm going to work with you. I'm, I'm going to um, defer payments if you need to. So, um, but, but find somebody you can talk to. Uh, Ken, let me, uh, let me run down your top nine and, and so that uh, we make sure we got them in order and everybody's got them. So number one is stay focused and completely disciplined. Number yes. two is make contingency scenario and cash planning a reoccurring issue on your weekly L10s. Uh, number three is you got to mentally prepare to be the leader that your company, your family, and your community need right now. Number four is decide now uh, in advance how you're going to help your employees. That's fantastic. Number five is uh, prepare an alternate accountability chart for, for various contingencies if we're seeing our, uh, you know, obviously the, the revenue diminish. <clears throat> Number six is get good at weekly forecasting. 
Number seven is manage your accounts payable. And now you broke these down. I really liked how you broke these down into the three buckets. And, and just want to remind our listeners, for your accounts payable, the three buckets that, that Ken is recommending is bucket number one are your must pays. Bucket number two are your strategic partners. Bucket number three is everybody else. Uh, number eight is watch your account receivables with uh, new diligence. And then number nine is watch uh, your company scorecards with new diligence. And that's where I want to pause for a minute. I want to ask you this question. <clears throat> so as implementers, uh, which the three of us are, we teach our clients to create a company scorecard and then eventually departmental scorecards. Here's my question. Right now, in the thick of this battle, should we be changing our company scorecard for the short term? Possibly, but the company scorecard, you remember, is kind of like the, the dials on your engine in your car or truck. Uh, car or truck has thousands of moving parts, but there's six important dials that you watch. So in that sense, don't change the six important dials. You still got to watch, make sure we got fuel. The, the RPMs of the engine, you know, the battery's mm -hmm. charging, the, the uh, oil pressure's good. Um, so in a business, that's marketing. The, your parts of the engine are, are marketing, uh, HR, uh, sales. And, and, you know, there's, there's a great deal of discussion about sales and how you change. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing people just hold on to their present customers. Uh, it's really going to be hard to establish new customers during this time, but still you have to do the things that carry you through this because on the exit of this thing, things are going to take off. I mean, there will, there will be a chug, chug, chug restart to our economy, but eventually it's going to take off. So, so just, just look at your scorecard. Don't ditch it, but ask yourself, what things have changed in the way we're doing things that we need to watch right now? And for example, you may take your cash flow forecast and uh, you, you know put the on your scorecard the date at the bottom when when next cash crisis is coming. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we'll modify it a little bit. Yeah, but don't well, we have we have companies out there you know who are pivoting right now. Yeah. Right. And uh, um, under those circumstances, you know, they may have different KPIs now with the pivot. But that's right. Um, that, that's, an, that's a great, great top nine list. Um, what's the next tool you got for our listeners? Well, I've got um, and this is a friend of mine, Jonathan Smith has. Uh, he's got something called the Resilient Entrepreneur Checklist. And um, it's more than I want to go over today. I'm just kind of showing, uh, you know, deeper into downside planning, uh, communication plans, be the lighthouse in stormy waters. This is, this is pretty amazing uh, checklist that, that uh, he and, and people have put together driving cash flows. So there's, there's more. The where you find this is um, this website, which we'll give you. It's, it's, um, courses.o4g.com forward slash opt opt dash in resilient entrepreneur checklist and it's an amazing checklist that's deeper than mine i i also have a cdc pandemic checklist which you can get um which we will provide to you um 
frankly, we're going through wartime and we need to think wartime mindset. We need to think warrior mindset. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate all those tools. Um, I'd love to close us with asking you guys uh, just what's your personal mindset or what's you having been through this before, what's the most important lesson that you personally learned? Um, Chris, I want to ask you too. So whoever's ready, jump in. Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, for me over the past few weeks, um, you know, uh, uh, talking with my clients, uh, I'm a coach at EOS worldwide. So I'm talking to all my mentees and, you know, I really landed, uh, I really landed on these three things for me first uh, to, to get through every day. And it's these three things. Stay calm, stay confident, and stay focused. Um, to Ken's point um, around, uh, you know, number three, I think, in his list was mentally prepared to be the leader that your company, your family, and your community need. Great leaders stay calm during chaotic times. So I try to remind myself to stay calm. Um, stay confident. You know, it's, it's easy uh, right now uh, where everyone's getting beat up. And, and uh, as you, you, you go in every day and you're having your, your maybe your quick 15-minute stand-up meetings or you're looking at your KPIs daily, <laughs> it could be your confidence could go down pretty quickly. But you have to remain resilient. And uh, you have to keep your confidence high. Uh, you got to remember, as a leader in an organization, all eyes are on you. And as you go, so go they. And then finally, the last one is stay focused. And, and what I'm telling my clients and everyone I'm talking to is now is the time to double down on EOS. Um, a, a Green Beret who goes through an enormous amount of training then gets, you know, parachuted in, you know, behind enemy lines. When he gathers his team, he doesn't say, hey, guys, you know what? I got this idea. Let's scrap the playbook and all the training we had, and let's go do it this way. Yeah, that does not happen, right? So for my passionate plea for everybody, stay focused. Stay focused on the five foundational tools of EOS, your VTO, accountability charts, scorecard, rocks, and meeting pulse. Now is the time to be even more uh, uh, consistent and focused on EOS and that's going to help you get through. So, so stay calm, stay confident and stay focused. Um, my coach has an expression that being CEO is like wearing a tuxedo in the front and a hospital gown in the back. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. That's good, Benj. What you got for us, Ken? Well, I, I, I jotted down three things. Um, and, and I totally agree with everything Chris said, number one. So I, I tend to capture with my clients a lesson we learned in the past 90 days at, or, you know, early in our quarterly sessions. And um, my lesson that I've been talking about lately is preparation brings calm. So I'm going to talk briefly about preparation bringing calm, again, about the Stockdale paradox, and then don't be isolated. Okay, so preparation brings calm. The cash flow forecast, I can give this example. I had somebody who was just totally just overwhelmed with the situation. And I said, here, use this tool. And they said, well, I don't have any idea how to use this tool. So I said, well, let's just do it together online. And we did. And, and they'd never done a cash forecast before. And suddenly they saw, look, we're good for four weeks. And then we just have to solve that problem. 
So preparation can actually bring calm. It may bring, it may bring panic or concern to start with, but it brings calm when you realize, hey, that's a four weeks away or that's three weeks away, whatever you know is coming. Uh, and, and so in, in that sense, preparation brings calm and keep that in mind. The Stockdale paradox says, never lose faith that we're going to prevail while confronting the brutal realities of our current situation. And so some people don't confront the brutal realities. So how can preparation bring calm if you don't really play this through in your mind and allow it to go there where it may be worse than it is today or it may not end as fast as we think? Because if, if you don't follow that paradox, then you may be caught unawares and that will wear you down. And my final point is, don't be isolated. Oh my gosh, in the 2009, 2008 recession, the last time I went through this, and look, I <laughs> go all the way back to President Kennedy being assassinated and Arab oil embargoes and all kinds of uh, crises and, and everything, and we've lived through all of them. But I was isolated then. We didn't have connectivity like we have now. So don't be isolated. That's yeah, EOS Worldwide has posted uh, a wonderful new page. If you go to eosworldwide.com forward slash lead now, um, there's a lot of great tools there uh, as well. Um, Ken, always a pleasure having you, buddy. You always bring um, a, a, a calming sense uh, uh, to us here in Tractionville, and we absolutely appreciate uh, your dedication to uh, these tools and getting these tools out to everybody. We can't thank you enough, buddy. Glad to be here. I wish it were better times, but we're going to get through it. Absolutely. Tractionville, like we said, these documents, these tools are in the show notes. We need you not only to check them out, but there is somebody you know that needs these as well. So would you pass on this podcast, pass on these tools? Thank you, Ken, for all your work putting them together. We'll see you back next week for our normal Tractionville Tuesday.